Well, hello and welcome to this week's Q on Q. It is episode 60, and it only seems appropriate this season to say thank you. Um, We're just coming off of Thanksgiving, and we're coming around the bend here to the new year and coming up on our three-year anniversary at the start of the new year. And I just want to say thank you for your support, whether it's your first episode or you've listened to all 60. I'm grateful to all of you for continuing to tune in and sharing these nuggets of wisdom with others. And I'm thankful to God for the ability and resources to share this podcast. Well, it's the holiday season, you know, as the the old tune says. Um, Christmas is just a few weeks away. And if your schedule and to-do list or anything like mine, it seems like the word busy is the daily norm. It seems like as soon as something gets scratched off the list, five things get at it. There's decorations to hang, gifts to buy, parties to attend, food to get, concerts to enjoy, cantatas to cherish. The thought of having a free evening seems elusive to most of us. You know, in today's lightning speed culture, we manage to squeeze in time for work, for technology, for the demands of our daily duties, the news, church commitments, kids' activities, but being intentional about time to rest can sometimes feel impossible. And I'm not here today to give you a magic formula on how to make everything work. Heck, none of us are perfect, and I certainly don't have it all figured out, especially during the Christmas season. It's one of the most joyous times of the year, but certainly also one of the most stressful. It's full of expectations. You know, sometimes it brings feelings of grief. It can even bring unwanted feelings that we thought had passed. Or it might be a season of goodwill, but it can also bring about the final straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't think the wise men would have wanted to ride on one of those. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, it often seems like there's a holiday event every single day. Whether it's Ugly Sweater Day, or the company party, or a family event, or whatever it is, we often feel obligated or compelled to go to each and every one of them, regardless of the holiday stress we might be feeling. Did you ever ask yourself the question, what if I didn't go to that event? What would happen? Well, When we're honest with ourselves, we might begin to realize that the event will probably still go on without us. If I was to ask you how many of you intentionally set aside time with nothing on the schedule this time of year, I bet not many of you would answer yes. It's been proven by many surveys and studies that we just don't take time to be intentional about how downtime can be beneficial to us this time of year, and you know we really need to focus on it. So as we sing the songs of the season and winter is on our doorstep and we'll soon sing, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, even if we hate winter, I want to talk to you today about why it's important to let it slow. Being intentional about slowing down the rapid fire pace most of us are embroiled in this time of year. You know, this time of year has quite an ironic twist to it. It's the time of year we most certainly intend on reflecting on our Savior's birth And yet it's the month we have probably the least amount of time for reflection. Our endless list of holiday activities are probably intended to focus on the reason for the season, but we all know it's easy to lose sight of that goal. In fact, some people call the Christmas season the most stressful time of the year, and it might prove to be the time of year in which we are most distracted. So today I want to take a look at a few different ways we can turn this most wonderful time of the year into just that, one where we can pause, reflect, refocus on the true meaning of the season, and for goodness sake, slow down, despite all the craziness and busyness that exists. I've used this analogy before, but for most of us, um, even when our tank is on empty, we still press forward. When the tank is full and the to-do list isn't so packed, 
It's easier to be passionate and energetic about what we do. When the tank is low, what we're doing tends to feel more like a chore, and it's hard to do. So, what do we do? Well, we can't just stay in bed all day and not show up for any responsibilities for the 24 days of December leading up to Christmas. Let's look at ways we can make modifications to our work, our festivities, our traditions that can benefit us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And again, I'm not trying to give you a magic formula here, and not everything I suggest may be practical for your situation, but there are things I have found have worked for me and my family. So let's start with work. If you work a full-time job, I'm sure you already struggle to fit in all of the things you want to do. It can be especially difficult if you work a job where there's work for work to take home and do every day. So how can this negatively impact us this time of year? Well, as a school teacher, I often find I have assignments to grade, classwork to post, emails to send, and it just isn't always convenient or even possible to do that during the day. The problem is, if we have work to do for our jobs during our off hours, that can inhibit our ability to be able to do other things. I can't tell you how many times in the past I've said no to attending family game nights or present exchanges with friends or whatever because I had stuff to do for work. So how have I changed that? Well, the first thing is that especially during the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I make more of a concerted effort to leave work at work and have home be home. Now, it isn't always possible, but I make sure during this period to make a to-do list, find or sneak times during the day to complete these tasks, and even streamline some of the things that I do to make there be less work to actually take home. And as a music teacher who has rehearsals, concerts, and the like, this can be really hard. But to be honest with you, I've been finding it relatively easy to do this. Um, I found a happy balance between leaving work relatively on time and leaving most of my work at work and doing things for my job during off periods. You know, after people go to sleep or while homework is being done or whatever it happens to be. If I was to give you any big suggestion related to work, it would be this. If you can leave work at work, do it. If you can't, prioritize what you need to do at home and figure out what you're able to hold off doing or just honestly say no to. It is possible, even though we sometimes don't feel like it is. And it can make a huge difference in the time you think you have during the holidays. So what about presents? Giving and receiving presents is a wonderful part of the Christmas tradition. It can also be an incredibly monstrous burden. We've all been there. It's December 1st and we're looking at our kids' list and wondering, how am I going to afford all that? Or it's December 24th and we're panicking that we forgot someone or some food for the Christmas Eve party or Christmas Day dinner. So let's admit, most of us spend money we don't have on stuff nobody really wants, or at least that they'll use enough. I mean, just look at TV advertisements as we go through the season. During every commercial break is some new toy or gadget or product that advertisers say you just need to have. And most of us believe it and go buy it, whether we or our kids or whoever we're giving it to needs it or not. I really used to enjoy Black Friday shopping. You know, getting up mega early the day after Thanksgiving to stand in the dark with a bunch of people you don't know to save a few bucks on that must-have item. That was before we had kids, and when our kids were younger and when online shopping wasn't a thing. Well, I remember the scenes of people rushing into stores and pulling things off of shelves and even out of each other's hands. 
People can get so ugly while they're buying presents. I mean, how crazy is it that people have died from stampedes and crowds on Black Friday? What do you think that says about our greed for stuff? And I know nowadays that we don't really do that anymore with online shopping being so convenient. But some questions that I've asked myself are, why am I buying these gifts for my friends and family? Do I do it out of an obligation because I know they're going to purchase me something in return? Or am I getting them a gift just because it's what I think I'm supposed to do? And in that purchase, am I trying to get them something they truly need? or Something that would bring them joy? The reason for giving at Christmas is an important lesson for all of us to learn. People give gifts at Christmas for many reasons. Obviously, one of the main reasons we have the custom of giving and receiving presents is to remind us of the presents given to Jesus by the wise men, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense was a perfume used in Jewish worship, and as a gift, it showed that people would worship Jesus. As you plan for and make those holiday purchases, I want to challenge you to focus on three things. One, be intentional. Give the gifts meaning and try to stick to a budget. Be intentional about who you give gifts to and why you give them. Though we might feel obligated to give to certain people, be intentional about the people you choose to purchase things for or make things for. Second, give meaning to the gifts. Don't give them something hollow or shallow or that will just sit on a shelf or pass the time. Find out what people like, what they need, or what they can use the most. And in doing this, you'll actually save yourself some time and possibly some money. And possibly most importantly, be aware of what you're spending. If you have a friend who splurges and gets you an expensive gift, don't feel obligated to do the same if your finances don't allow it. As financial expert Dave Ramsey says, don't get stuck still paying for the holidays in January and February. Buy now, pay later is not your friend. And what about Christmas cards? I love getting Christmas cards in the mail each year, seeing the pictures and the names and the faces as kids are growing up and kind greetings from families for the holidays. But I have to be honest with you, I hate sending Christmas cards. There, I said it. Just like presents sometimes, I feel like we send cards out of obligation. And honestly, we never do them on time. We get them printed too late, and by the time they send and get received, Christmas is over. So why bother? Well, it's a tradition for many, as it is for us. And okay, I do love Christmas cards. Maybe that was a little harsh earlier. But if you're looking for a time and money saver, here's a few options for you. What about an e-card? Electronic cards from many providers are free and they can be customized and sent in minutes with just an email address. Or here's a fun one. What about a video message? Get together with your kids and record a brief holiday greeting from the whole family. People will love seeing those faces and hearing you, and they're super easy to distribute. Social media, YouTube, email, however you choose. Or what about a phone call? Yes, people still do those things. Phone calls. Maybe there's a relative or a friend you haven't talked to in a long time. You'd be surprised how much a phone call can mean. And 10 to 15 minutes probably equals, if not beats, the total amount of time you'll spend preparing their card. Or what about a donation to a charity or organization? That can double as somebody's card and gift, ultimately save you time, and makes a difference for a worthwhile cause. And if you still want to send dozens of cards... Look for sales on custom cards or buy cards after Christmas when they're discounted for the following season. Many beautiful cards often still sit on store shelves after December 25th. Well, let's talk about holiday get-togethers and our schedule this time of year. 
Some of our busyness is beyond our control. You know, work responsibilities or things that are kind of expected annual scheduled items. As a music teacher, for me, it's concert season. Concerts for the groups I direct are an expected part of the annual schedule, and I absolutely love them. They are one of my favorite things to do. But there was a time when I would participate in or help plan or organize literally a dozen other events this time of year, and it came to a point when I needed to step back from some of that. Some of our busyness is our own doing, and where that's true, we need to look for ways to simplify things. So I want to ask you a question that might be difficult to answer, not because you don't know the answer, but because you don't want to hear the answer out loud. What is currently on your plate? What is currently on your schedule, your to-do list that isn't helpful? While all the activities and traditions of the season may be great, would it be more helpful if you didn't do all of them this year? Would it leave more time for you to reflect on God's divine gift to the world and give you an opportunity to rest and recharge if you reduced some of the extra stuff? Now, you'll notice I didn't say give up on everything. That's probably going to be impossible. There's no end to the options we have to celebrate this season. I mean, within 45 minutes, my family can watch Christmas parades and ride the train and see a Christmas musical and go to a carol sing. We can go to the drive through light show or tour the carefully decorated homes in the area. We can stay home and decorate cookies or build gingerbread houses or bake our favorite foods. With this seemingly never-ending list of things to do, I challenge you this year to focus on quality over quantity. No, you won't make every Christmas memory possible this year, not even half of them. But imagine what those memories may be if you rush them, cram them into an already overbooked schedule, or give them way less time than they deserve. I challenge you to choose the events that can actually fit in the schedule, and more importantly, that really matter to you. And don't be afraid to have courage to say no to the rest. Here's a little tip I heard once that has been very helpful in more things beyond just this. Have you ever looked at your calendar horizontally rather than vertically? Here's what I mean. Sometimes we look at our calendars on our phones and we just go from date to date to date vertically and we see a date with nothing on it. Or if we write our calendars, we see a blank space and we automatically think, oh, I'm available. However, a week of days full of running here and there and everywhere means not too much family time. Now I know sometimes events like sports or play practice or Bible study happen every week. What I'm referring to is the extra things we schedule this year. One free night next week? Sure, let's squeeze in that gift exchange with the friend we talk to once a year. That's what I'm talking about. Be sure to view your calendar across and look for days and ways to guard your downtime. See three days in a row with multiple things scheduled? Why fill the fourth as well? Guard your downtime carefully this time of year. Because when you look at the big picture, many of us have countless Christmas traditions, and the traditions we have now will often become traditions our kids have later in their own lives. I don't want to set frenzied expectations for my kids on a holiday where parents often wear themselves thin and drain their bank account trying to keep everyone happy. I'd rather show them a holiday with bright moments, both busy and quiet, one that's less than perfect, with less rushing around and more togetherness, all soaked in the truth of why we celebrate in the first place. I want my Christmas traditions, family time spent together, 
really this entire season, to be filled with and centered in the truth of why I celebrate. May we all choose wisely in our gifts, our cards, our events, and most importantly, our family time, making the most of this truly wonderful time of the year. Well, friends, it's been great being with you again. And as always, I really do appreciate you taking time to tune in. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.